Welcome to Emerge, and this is our podcast. Emerge is a place where we're all about raising champions fully devoted to Christ. We want to say thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message encourages and uplifts you. Enjoy the message. So this morning we're beginning a new series called Living Your Best Life. Living your best life, amen. And um, we'll be exploring the book of James. Exploring the book of James, you know, looking at different things in there. Um, and I believe it's going to be a blessed one for every one of us in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you. Lord, your word says that the, the entrance of your word brings light and understanding. It says that by your, by, you sent your word and it heals and it delivers. We pray, Lord, that you will speak to us this morning. In the name of Jesus, let your word deliver us, let your word transform us, and let us be doers of your word. For in Jesus' precious name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. How many of you believe that God wants you to live the best life? Yeah. God wants each and every one of us to live the best life. Heaven is important. But while we are heavenly conscious, we have to be earthly relevant. And one of the ways for you to do that is to ensure that you live the best life that God has planned for you. We're all going to make it to heaven in the name of Jesus Amen. as we walk towards it. But guess what? God expects you and I to live a life that is the very best here on earth. I've titled this message, It's All Joy. Tell someone it's all joy. It's all joy. Yep, it's all joy. It's all joy. James chapter 1 from verse 2 to 3. James 1, 2 to 3 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. You know, a lot of times we talk about trials and temptations. It's like, you know, they go hand in hand. You know, trials and temptation. Trials and temptation. But there are two different things. Trials are different from temptations. When we talk of trials, trials come in forms of disappointments. You know, trials come in forms of rejection. You applied for a job, they didn't call you back. Trials come in forms of heartbreak. Financial instability. You're broke. You, know, you look at your accounts, it's so the negative is so much, you just want to close the accounts. <laughs> Because by the time you put money into it to bring it back to zero, you're like, oh, what's the point? Just, just call West Fargo. Yeah, I just want to close my accounts. <laughs> just, just forget it there. <laughs> trials. Trials come from you losing a job. Illness. Losing a loved one. Trials. Heartbreak. You've planned with this person. You're not even dating. You're engaged to be married. Heartbreak. And someone walks away. 
heartbreak, trials. You got into school and for some reason you can't pay for it anymore. Trials. Here is something you need to know about trials. God brings trials our way. God never brings temptation our way. You know what temptation is? Temptation is, you know, you, you are, you're tempted by pleasures, you're tempted by sin. Temptation. The enemy brings temptation. Some of you are tempted by food. <laughs> food, temptation. Some of you like to sleep. It's like, you know, it's your calling. You know, you, you, have, you have a skill. You know, they ask you on your resume, extra, what's that thing called? You know, extra skill and extra curricular. You know, I can, I've been empowered, been graced. So I can sleep eight hours, not straight. <laughs> Temptations. Here is something I want you to get. The enemy will always tempt you with things that would extend your trials. Whenever the enemy tempts you, the enemy comes like a problem solver. But he's actually a problem extender. When, if you look at the book of Gospel according to Luke, Luke chapter 4, some of you might know the story of when Jesus was led up into the wilderness. He went to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. When he came out, he was very hungry. When you're hungry, what do you need? Food. And the devil came and said, guess what? Why don't you turn these stones into food? The enemy knows your needs and he will always tempt you in accordance to your need. So it will come as if he wants to help you solve the problem. But he's actually extending it for you. He tempted Jesus and Jesus said, no, man shall not live by bread alone. Then he came with the second card and tempted him again. Jump and I will give you the whole world. And Jesus said, no. Then he came with the third one again. You know my favorite part? Luke chapter 4, verse 13. Luke 4, 13. Can we open that? Luke 4, chapter 13. It says, When the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until when? The next opportunity came. So each time the enemy comes, he already knows the amount of temptation he will bring your way. When you don't fall for it, you say, you know what? I'll be back. So you never, it never leaves you completely. It waits for the next opportunity. For the next opportunity. You can't find it in the scriptures where it says Jesus tempted someone or God tempted someone. God never tempts. It can bring trials your way, but not temptation. Have you done exams whereby, you know, there are some exams that you do where, um, um, I, I don't think I've written such an exam before, but, you know, the, 
how do I explain this? You know, you keep, you keep answering these questions. You know, the, the, the more wrong questions you get, the more questions they keep adding, right? That's some example, right? You know, as you're, you know, the, you're, and you're like, ah, I planned for an hour, I'm here two hours. I was going to means you are getting it wrong, right? That's how it is. That's how it is. You know, when you're going through trials, when you're going through trials, each time you keep falling into temptation, you keep extending the trial. You keep extending. You keep extending. But if you can withstand those temptations, guess what? You never miss the day of your breakthrough. You will never miss your miracle at the time that God intends for it. So you find yourself, you're fasting, you're praying, you're in church, you're serving, you're doing everything you're meant to do, but you keep falling for the lost. You keep falling. You keep falling. You keep falling. You're like, but God, why are you not answering me? It's because you are the one extending those trials yourself. So it says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Trials require resilience. Temptations require resistance. Meaning that you, 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 you withstand trial. You're, you're strengthened when you're going through that period in your life that is so painful, you need resilience. But temptations, what do you do? You resist. God's word says, James 4, 7 says that resist the devil and they will what? It will flee from you. I love 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22. 1 Thessalonians 5, 22 says, abstain from all appearance of what? of evil. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Meaning, if it looks like evil, do what? Run. Don't wait to confirm if it's evil or not. Don't wait for that loss to overcome you to confirm if it's you know, is that a cleavage or not? I'm not sure. <laughs> ah, it is oh. No, no, no. Don't don't wait. Don't don't wait. Don't wait. Is that is that tight or is that skin? Don't wait. Once it looks like it, once it appears like that, just do what? Just run, run, run. Because the devil knows. He wants you to come and confirm <laughs> what he has prepared for you. <laughs> Abstain. Flee from temptation. Temptation requires resistance. Don't put yourself in compromising environments. Don't put yourself in compromising situations. No. Count it all joy. I know it's difficult, you know, sometimes when you're in so much pain and, you know, you just got laid off and, you know, how do you count down all joy? Do I go through a breakup and start laughing? Hey, you just broke up with me. Count it all joy. Man. You know, I can't pay for my fees. Hallelujah, count it all joy. <laughs> That's not exactly what it means. There are times in your life when you know what, you just want to cry. 
Yeah. You just want to cry. Leave me. <laughs> and you, you cry. Because it's painful. It's painful. You think Jesus was going to the cross saying, all right, come on, bring it on. Beat me. Oh, can it all joy. Can it all joy. Spit on me. Come on. Uh, can it all joy. No. He was in tears. He was in tears. But you know what I found out? Light does not shine in light. Light shines best in darkness. So in your darkest moments, that's when God shines. God's word says that for God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So in those moments when you're in pain, in those moments when you're in anguish, in those moments when you're so depressed, in those moments when it seems as if you can't even see any way out, God is saying, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I have a couple, um, they're friends of mine, the, the husband and the wife, and um, they've been married for over 10 years. And they went through this very rough patch, very rough patch in their marriage, you know. And they were going to go through a divorce. And it was so bad, even, you know, the husband had left the house, and I was friends with the, both of them. So I would talk to the wife, and of course I would talk to the husband separately, you know, in different ways. But I just kept on telling them something. I said, you know what? You guys are on the edge of a breakthrough, of a major one. I'm telling you, if you will survive this season, my goodness, in three months, you'll be amazed at what will happen in your life. Oh <clears throat> there are times in your life when it's as if, you know what, I just want to, I just want to cross God and just die. I just want to find an easy way out. Let me just go. Those moments, you are on the edge. You are almost there. They went through that path. And for some reason, God was able to help them. Guy came back home and, you know, they just continued. They've been married for 14 years. And the things that they had not been able to achieve in 14 years, they achieved more than that in one year. In one year. The things they've not been able to get in every form from their marriage, their kids, their finances, their home, the things they've been struggling to get for 14 years in one year. The wife wouldn't stop calling and talking and saying, thank you. I can't believe, thank you. I, I mean, I can't believe. It works. It works. Guess what? I'm not sure what you're going through right now. But you're on the edge of your breakthrough. Amen. And in the name of Jesus, you will not miss it. Amen. I said, in the name of Jesus, you will not miss it. Amen. People would come and try to tempt you in different ways. Even people who are so familiar, like Job's wife came. So just curse this God and die. Just curse him and die. You know, that's easy. That's easy. And you might be here saying, you know what, God, I, I, I serve you. 
Everything you've asked me to do in your word, I, I do it. I give. I, I help others. I do so many things. But it's not, it's not reflecting in my life. You're not, you're not answering me. Count it all joy. Because it's the one that God loves that he tests. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. You know what it means? It means that when trials come, it's time for you to be just excited. <laughs> because God has a hand in this. It's the time for a test. And God is saying that once you pass this test, you're stepping right into your what? Your breakthrough. If you're going through trials now, guess what? The test is about to be over. If you haven't gone through any trial, guess what? It will come. But when it comes, just be excited because you know what? This is God's time for. This is an indicator of your elevation. That's what trials is. Ah. Trials are indicators of your elevation. It's all joy. It's all joy. Hebrews chapter 12. I'll begin to round up with this scripture. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 1 to 2. <coughs> it says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Lay aside every temptation, every distraction, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now, check this out. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Who for the joy that was set before him. The question is this. To you is this. What have you said before you? Jesus set something before him. What have you set before you? Before you. Quite a few of you guys know that my wife was away for, for a year, you know, in the internship and all that in a different state. My goodness, it was... I didn't see it coming. I mean, before we married, even when it wasn't anywhere in our vows that that would ever happen at some point. That my wife, my wife would leave me for, you know, one year and I would have had kids then, you know, two kids, you know, no, oh, sorry, three kids. She had one, I had two, you know. She had one. Who should have two kids and who should keep one in that moment, you know. She had, I had two, she had one. My goodness, it was, it was, it was rough. It was rough for me because there were some things that my wife, you know, would help me do that I didn't have to bother about at all. I, it was so bad, I didn't even know how to do my, do the, what's it called? Washing, the washing machine. That's, I'm serious. That's how bad. That's how bad. That's how bad. I'm telling you, I didn't, I'm telling you. I'm just, my friend, do your own marriage the way you want it. <laughs> it was so bad, I did not know how to work the washer and the dryer, and I would complain, I would, ah! So one of the things I did was I bought extra clothes that would last me two weeks. So that whenever my wife would come, at least she would help me. You know, I, I mean, I had so many. I would buy a lot. I, I will not have to change anything in a day. No, never. I, I had a lot. 
but she told me at the point, she said, you have to learn how to do this thing, though. So she taught me. So I, I, I did my, my laundry, you know, for a season. But now she's back. It's a new season. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> it's a new season. But it was so difficult, even, you know, to get, you know, some things in the kitchen. You know, like, where is, where is this bowl? I'm looking for the long bowl. I'm looking for, she said, oh, he's in that cabinet at the bottom. It was tough. It was tough. You know, my kids had to be in school like 7 something a.m. <sighs> that means I have to be awake like way earlier to take care of them and they are just naturally gifted in being cranky early in the mornings. You know, they just, they just, they just don't want to do, they just don't want to do whatever it is you're telling them to do. But the joy that was set before me was the date, July. The first in the name of Jesus that I had it circled on the calendar July 31st these two shall pass in the name of Jesus didn't it pass you were in September I'm myself again <laughs> you'll be shocked that all it takes even though you've lost the job now you've just set that new job before you and every time you think of it, every time you see it, it brings you joy. Because you know you're walking into it soon. I told you guys how I used to work at a place. And there was a position I wanted there on the executive level of that building. I wanted to work there so bad. So each time I go to work, my own floor was the seventh floor. But the tenth floor was the, was the was that was was you know. The executive level and instead of going on the seventh floor, I'll just go on the tenth floor. Just go on the tenth floor and just walk around. I'll say, yeah, I'll walk here. I'll walk here. I said it before me, I'll walk here. My position will come out, I'll walk here. I'll just be walking around, be looking at them. Very nice. Those floors are different. Very nice. It's like I'll walk here. When the position opened up, a position opened up there, I saw it. I was like, this one, this is mine. This is what? This is mine. This is mine. They didn't know. But the amount of tongues I've spoken on that 10th floor, the amount of work and prayers I've done there, uh, they didn't know. I'd taken the place, authority, I'd bound the place that I'm going to be here. Guess who got the job? I got the job. <laughs> I got the job nicely. Now I go to work, I just go 10th floor. <laughs> You know, when the elevator with some people and you see you go to the 10th floor, they look at you differently. I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, I'm going there. <laughs> Have a good day on the seven, six feet floor. <laughs> you said it before you, whatever it is. The guy left you. Uh. Set another one before you. Yeah. A godly one that God himself will bring, the one that would love you, the one that would cherish you, the one that will appreciate you, set it where? Before you. Set your dates before you. Set it before you. Stop, 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 stop saying the negative. Oh, you left me. Oh, they fired me. Oh, they did. Start setting the positive. You do what? You set it before you. Set it before you. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. 
while you have yourself before you, doesn't mean you won't go through pain. You endure pain. You endure discomfort. You don't like to live where you are now. But God is saying endure it. You don't like where you drive now. Your car is AC-less. No AC. Only one light turns on at night. It's okay. Well, fix that one, though. You don't want to get pulled over. <laughs> but endure it. Endure it. Endure it. You have to work two jobs while in school full-time, and some people just leave their dorms and just go to class. Endure it. Endure it. Despise the shame. Despise the shame. People look at you funny. People talk to you anyhow. Just despise it. They spat on Jesus. They haven't spat on you yet, have they? Endure it. Some of you guys work some jobs you don't want to work. Endure it. Endure it. Knowing that God would bring your breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. Knowing that that joy you set before you will become a reality in the mighty name of Jesus. Psalm 16 verse 11. I can have the worship team on stage now. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, You will show me the path of life. For in your presence is the fullness of joy. Oh, I love this. Meaning that you can have a low level of joy. You can have a medium level of joy. But it takes the, the presence of God to have the fullness of joy. Not the presence of God only in church. The presence that you carry with you everywhere you go, wherever you are. As long as you carry God with you, you constantly have the fullness of what? Of joy. The fullness of joy. In your presence. In your presence. You know what it takes? A lifestyle of worship. To carry God's presence. Everything you do honors him. Everything you do gives him praise. You sing. You worship. A lifestyle of praise. Our world would be so much better if more people carried the presence of God. Guess what? Let me even take it further. If more people in the church alone carried the presence of God, our world would be better and safer. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. Nothing should shake you as a believer. I want you to begin to see trials differently. When they come, just see it as an opportunity for your elevation. Just see it as what? An opportunity for your elevation. Shall we rise this morning? Thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those of you who give to our service. It is because of you we are able to spread the gospel and touch the souls of young adults. If you'd like to give, you can do so on our app, Emerge Champs, or go to our website, www.emergechamps.org. We pray you have a blessed week and see you next time. Bye.